Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to an Aspire bonus episode, and I'm so excited to have my guest tonight because I feel like she was just on the podcast, but I just looked, and she hasn't been on since January, which is insane because she is one of my favorite educators and leaders. It is the amazing Sarah Johnson. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Joshua, with an intro like that, I don't even know what to say. I think we didn't know. I think it feels like it's been so long because we've been living in a time warp. Well, and we do talk on Boxer, so I do feel like I talk to you, but you haven't actually been on the podcast for a little while. Far too long. I think about all the time, the things we talk about on Boxer and how how that could serve others, but maybe we'll keep those comments to ourselves <laughs> for this particular podcast. Well, Sarah, I want to bring you on because school is about to begin all throughout the country, and for some places it actually already has begun, but I know in the profession with leaders especially there is a lot of angst and anxiety because there's a ton of unknowns and there's many many models out there that are new to the profession and so i just wanted to pick your brain tonight about the anxiety that people might have or maybe just the emotional health and what can leaders do to make sure that they're taking care of themselves so I've been thinking a lot about this lately because just in general, when we look at education, there've always been these pressures and we know this time of year is always a challenge. And I've said for a long time, August is like a month of Sundays. And most of us that have been in education, we understand the anxiety that starts to happen. And we start to have those dreams about teaching, missing an article of clothing in front of students or whatever that happens to be, but we're definitely heightened for really good reason this year. And so the first thing I want to say is just to sit in that and truth is that if you are feeling anxiety, that you're not alone, that even the most well put together person has some level of anxiety. I know principals are struggling right now, trying to figure out how to create the most safe circumstances that they can with the resources that they have and the directives they're given from the district and teachers are a lot of them, depending upon where they are dealing with the fact that they don't always have a voice. Some don't have a voice at all in regard to what they're getting in terms of protections or if there are from this virus. So the anxiety is real. And I think the first thing is just to sit in that and be okay with the fact that you're not alone. And I was thinking about this. um, I, you know, a lot of the work that I do is serving others with their mindsets around balance, because as you know, it's like a state of mind, right? It's not a reality. And right now I think people are running full bore and just running out of fumes at some point. So I think just that intentional piece, um, and I wanted to talk about some of those tips as we go further in the um, interview, but I just think really being mindful about where your energies are pouring out and when you're able to restore them right now is crucial. We need that whole mind, body, spirit connection positively working for us right now. And the only way that's going to happen is if we do that for ourselves, we can't wait around for somebody else to do it for us. We can't hinge our health and mental well-being on other people because there's so much unpredictability associated with our roles right now that we have to figure out what we can control and starting to be mindful about what that might be. No, that's a great mm-hmm. tip about what we can control because so often it's the things that we're thinking about that we we don't have control over that. So mm-hmm. I love that point. The other idea that came to me when you were talking about identifying anxiety, because I think more people are doing that, but at the same time, they're not willing to communicate that to anyone because they feel like it's a weakness. 
So Mm -hmm. for those who are experiencing anxiety but have not told anyone, why is it so important for them to not only identify but then also to communicate that out to someone? Well, I think a big deal is that anxiety, first of all, we've been feeling really isolated and I'm no mental health professional, but what I can tell you is just from my own personal experience, I am not somebody who ever experiences anxiety. I'm fortunate enough where I haven't had to deal with a lot of that, but in the last several months I've been dealing with it and that manifests as a lack of sleep, a lack of focus. I'll find myself randomly during the day, just becoming really emotional and just rehearsing over and over and over again, the possible scenarios that could be happening. So I think it's important because our mental health can deteriorate pretty quickly if we're not taking care of it and using coping strategies and, um, and, and, or good, what I should say is good coping strategies, because if we're not naming the anxiety or whatever that happens to be, whether it's anxiety or another mental health challenge that's coming up right now, then we're going to start to slip into poor coping strategies. And if you're someone like me, I'll admit this, I've shared it on my own podcast. I've written about it that manifests into things like numbing more, maybe three glasses of wine, uh, instead of one or whatever that happens to be, if we're not facing what we're dealing with a lot of different things can start to creep up on us. So I think finding people that we can trust to talk through it, normalize it because it's normal right now, actually. And just making sure that we're keeping ahead of those things instead of them getting the best of us. Yeah. You talked about some poor strategies as far as coping. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's some positive strategies that can be used. We were talking before the show, I have Christmas music playing in my background (laughs) and I will admit this on the air that when I get stressed, that is one way that it kind of calms me down. Um, Mm It's Christmas music and yes, it's a hundred degrees in Texas and we are playing (laughs) Bing Crosby in the background, but I use that as a tool for myself. But what are some other tools that our leaders can use to battle their stress or battle their anxiety? Yeah. So I just think putting it into the perspective of something that's sustainable, that's going to work now, but then sustainable for the future, you know? So again, not coming from a clinical perspective, but more so just thinking, how do we manage our stress? So one of obviously science-based and research-based is mindfulness practices. And that can come about in so many different ways, but you listening to Christmas music is actually a beautiful mindfulness practice. First of all, you're mindful of the emotions that you're having. And so then you're careful to put something in to mitigate that, to increase your serotonin or whatever that is in your brain that brings you the joy so that you can alleviate some of that stress. So it could be meditation. It could be breathing exercises. You know, if you're a person who's sitting here and you've kind of poo-pooed the calm app before, maybe it's time to get a hold of that. You know, that's a, that's, that's something that I know a lot of people use to kind of calm their morning. I think a really important tip that I've had to re-engage with Joshua has been my cell phone connection and my connections. You and I have actually talked about this. You're way smarter before I took care of some of these things in my own life. You'd been doing that, like reducing the amount of news that you're taking in, not to be keeping yourself out of the loop or uninformed. But one quick strategy is to make sure that it's not the first thing you look at in the morning, you know, taking that phone and putting it aside and breathing in the fresh air, getting a cup of whatever, whatever it is that you can do to stop yourself from getting into the news, social media, because as I say, that sets your tone for the day. And especially if you're somebody struggling with anxiety and you're seeking, you're just seeking that it's going to find you that fear, that frustration, all of it, it will, there's, there's no lack of resource right now on that. 
those are just a few tips. I think that we can never, ever uh, forget about the importance of connection and gratitude. And I think a really good way to make sure that leaders are doing that is connecting with the people around them. I don't know about you, but I mean, you and I, we just connected for a couple of weeks. I've missed you. Same, you know, same thing with family. Thank you. (laughs) Same thing with, with family. You know, when we start to just become disconnected, then we become more anxious. And so just deploying a gratitude, like set a timer and make sure that you reach out to three different people every day via text or whatever Voxer. It's not filling your day with more to do. It's filling you up Mm -hmm. and we need to do that for ourselves and for one another. Yeah. No, the connection piece is huge. Um, If I didn't connect with other educators and other leaders, I would be in a world of hurt and I value your friendship so much and so many other amazing educators and leaders that really fill, fill the cup each day because you know, leadership is a stressful job. And even if we were face to face every day and we didn't have COVID-19 going on right now, um, it still would be a stressful piece. So we we definitely need to be connected. I want to talk about Mm -hmm. leaders right now that are struggling and may feel like they want to leave the profession. What are some things that they can do to kind of hold on to their passion for education? I feel like that's such a big question. And because I think there's probably a wide range of reasons why people might want to leave the profession. And so taking aside the very real fear for their, their physical health, because that's going to be something I don't want to diminish. You know, there are some people that you and I both know that, that right now being in the presence of other people is a danger to their existence. So putting that aside though, that could of course add to the anxiety, but just in general, keeping the passion with all of the stress and all of the unknowns, I recommend going to a 30, 60, 90 day plan for this school year, my friends. And if you're listening to this podcast on whatever day you're at, then you heard Sarah say, or Joshua say something that resonated with you as a strategy, or there's something that you've been meaning to do to boost your passion. Remember your why, remember your purpose. If you haven't set that purpose yet, you know, create a mission, a personal mission statement about why you are serving in the capacity that you're serving in right now and revisit that at the end of 30 days, put in a new strategy. Are you going to start journaling? Are you going to start writing reflections? Are you going to start writing thank you notes to students or to parents or, you know, deploying gratitude, whatever it is you're going to do, reassess at 30, set your calendar reminder right now. So listening to this, whatever, September 1st, set it for October 1st evaluate. Do you want to add, delete, tweak, set it again for 60 days and then 90, and then live in that kind of 30 day cycle, because I don't think that we're in a normal timeline for this school year at all. And so thinking in terms of quarters or semesters or whatever, isn't going to work right now. We don't know if our schools are going to be shut down within two weeks, or if we're starting out remotely or whatever that happens to be. So I think living by a 30 day cycle in these practices would be really helpful. And I love what you said with that, because we can't get too far out with our goals. And if we need to subtract even to make it even smaller, I would highly suggest you do that. And, you know, it could be on your phone. It could be, you can go old school. I've got a, I'm sitting right next to a planner that <laughs> looks like it's coming from the nineties that I have everything. And I have my goals for the week. I'm trying to be more intentional with that. Oh, and I see you have yours. <laughs> Show you mine. Yeah. I went old school too. Yeah, but whatever works. I mean, to each their own, right? But if you have a system in place that works best for you in your situation, then I think that is such a, a huge tactic. And I, I just love that so much, Sarah. Yeah. You are doing some coaching right now. So I want to know about that aspect of your life because that it's a shift from you being a principal. And then also if someone out there is interested in bending your ear about 
getting some advice and, and having you as their coach, how can they get a hold of you? Well, first of all, I have plans to launch my first coaching cohort in September. And so I'll be on my social media. I'll be tweeting that out. If that's something you're interested in joining, I'm excited because what I plan to do is provide a free balance session for anybody or everybody that's interested in learning about that. It's been such a gift to be able to share that message to thousands of educators in the last couple of years. And I've decided that one of my major callings, I've known this ever since I left my principal job is to seek to teach masses. So I'm going to do that for free. So follow me on my social medias and you can join me with that. And then yes, after that, I'll be offering an opportunity for people to join me for coaching. And, and what that's going to look like is based upon, like I spoke about in January, my faith framework, you know, talking about this whole idea, how can we have strong foundations that we can rise up and slay fear and serve well right now during this crazy time where there's so much fear. And a huge part of that is just spending time learning yourself and what might be triggering you and setting your mission and setting intention and embracing transformation. And so that's how I'm going to be coaching um, individuals. And so, you know, you can reach out to me. I'll be launching it. I think the third week in September, we'll be rolling with that. And so just always feel free for that. If you just wanted a quick tip or a trick, I'm willing to chat with anybody via Voxer or social medias. The coaching piece has been phenomenal. I've worked with Jimmy Casas and Associates now for a year. So I get to work with principals across the country and we're struggling right now. We need one-on-one, we need help. And I'm excited to be able to do that for people because I think more than ever to try to do this thing alone is, is a zero sum game. We're not going to be able to do that. So if you're sitting here thinking, maybe you want coaching, whether it's me or not, hopefully at least you can open yourself up to the prospect that having somebody to bounce ideas off of in a safe environment might be a good thing. Oh, most definitely. I think coaching and mentorship is the most vital thing a leader can do. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're on the fence, I would say jump on the other side and make sure that you're connecting with Sarah because she is a wealth of information. So Sarah, for those who want to connect with you on social media to learn more about that free coaching session, how can they connect with you? Well, I can be found on any social media platform, except I just realized I shouldn't say that I'm not on TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, same. Um, it's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-S-A Johnson on all of those. And I'll be tweeting all of that out, putting it out there as a link to get into that private Facebook group once it starts in the second week of September. I'm just now picturing you on TikTok, like doing some, some moves. <laughs> you know, I've got them. <laughs> They're not good moves and I'm not afraid to use them. (laughs) The challenge now is for Sarah Johnson to (laughs) be on TikTok. (laughs) It'd be Christmas music. Yes. Make sure that is what's playing, please. If you haven't checked out Sarah Johnson on the Aspire podcast, that was episode 84. Please make sure that you check that episode out. She has some phenomenal things that she speaks into existence and it's so much wisdom packed into one episode. So please make sure that you check her out there. Also make sure you are connecting with Sarah. And I just want to say, my friend, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always a joy to speak with you. Thank you for letting me join you, Joshua. 